Let your amen be louder than your neighbor's amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and let's celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Very quickly, we are going to look at the, the other parts of what God started last Wednesday. We're on the journey of seven Wednesday of not me, not my loved ones. And it's purely for preservation. And God has been showing us great mercy in the house. In the first service, we're talking about the blessing of the doers of God's word. Now, those who are doers, they don't beg God to bless them. Those who hear the word of God and do what the word said, they don't struggle for intervention. In this part, we'll be considering, because last Wednesday in the second service, I talked on benefit of unreserved service. When you render a service unto the Lord, in the church and his own reserved one. He render the service in joy, in gladness. The benefit of it, the profit you make from it. Those messages are there, you can get them from the media. In this part, I'll be talking about sin most born again commit in the church. Please, I would like you to give me good attention. Because this word is to help you escape what others cannot escape. Sin that most born again, that is people who are genuinely born again. People who have been converted. People that have been redeemed, that is, it is not a scam. They are genuinely born again. They are born again, it's not fake, it's genuine. That is, outside there, they were transformed and redeemed by the blood. And then God brought them in. And heaven recorded that these ones are indeed born again. But in church, devil began to manipulate his way in order for them to sin against God in the church. In other words, okay, you escape that outside there. Let me see how you are going to escape inside here. James chapter 4, we're looking at verse 17. And I would like every one of us to read it loud and clear. James chapter 4 verse number 17. Now we can read together. Let me hear your voice as you hear my voice. One to go. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. Now this is a sin that many don't escape. Yes, we talk about too many other sins. But there are people that heaven is not happy with. Because what they ignore is what the devil is using against them. What they take not to be anything is what is something that is speaking against them. But I pray that mercy will speak on your head and on my head. 
Ephesians chapter 6, let's take a look on the scriptures. Ephesians 6, we're looking just at verse number 8. Where we have read said, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him or her, it is a sin. Let's read it together, one to go. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bound or free. That is, the good thing that you do is what determines your pay. In other words, whatever you know that is good and you are able to do it, Bible says whether you have a black skin or a white skin, your blessing is sure and secure. Hear me. Many who are born again, I'm talking directly to those who are born again. If you are not born again, you can get born again. If you don't know God, you can strive to know God. If you have not repented, you can make up your mind to do it. Opportunity is there. But if you have known God, this word is direct to you. You who have known God and you are in the church. Many are born again truly. From outside sin, like I said, devil is using the sin inside the church to hold them. To accuse them. To cause problem between them and God. Devil knows many truly repent and genuinely repent. And I cannot get them out there cheaply or easily. So he followed them to manipulate them inside the church. So that with that their blessing can be snatched. Blessing can be hindered. Blessing can be robbed. There are people that the devil is robbing them of their blessing. Or there are people that God himself refused to bless. That is, he refused to bless them. You are not a fornicator, but I won't bless you. Because of what you are doing in my church. I know you are not a criminal. I know that you are not doing bad things. But because of this you are doing in my house. How can I see it and bless you? So there are people that God himself crosses his mind. I say, for blessing, I won't bless this one. Without wasting of time, because, because of time, let me just rush quickly. What are the sins born again Christians do commit inside the church or in the church? Let me rush through it. Please give attention. If you happen to know anyone that you are having problem with, set to it with God. The word of God comes to help us to make our way right so that it can reduce our fight. The word of God helps us to make our way, our way right so that we can assess the next height of our life. What are the kind of sin that you may not think is sin or you may not think this one is bad. You may not think this one will affect me and is, you, are, you are in the house of God. You are in the church. What are those things that are Bible calls sin from that book of James and Ephesians? Number one, knowing what is good to do in the church 
thought. You do it not. It is a sin. That is, you know this thing is good. And that could be the reason why God brought you. That could be the reason why God opened your eyes to see this thing is good. That might be the reason why God invested in you and led you. And then now God is showing you this thing is good and I want you to do it. And then you give too many reasons why you will not do that which is good. Place that James again. Chapter 4 verse 17. And then we we'll read it together. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him or her it is a sin. Can we read it together? Let me hear you loud and clear. One to go. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. Now, it's in two ways. In your neighborhood, you know the good to do. But because of the environment, for whatever reasons, you could not do it. In the church, there are some things you know, this thing if I do it is good. And then for whatever reasons, you could not do it. Or between husband and wife. As a husband, you know this thing is good to do for my wife. For whatever reason, you refuse to do it. Or as a wife, you know this thing is good for my husband. For whatever reason, you refuse to do it. Or this thing is good for my children. Or this thing is good for my parents. Now, the good that you know, that good thing that you know, that you gave excuse why you will not do it. Bible say on your head is a sin. Hello? Are many people victim or not? Do you know it's possible for you to see something good to do for me, but to you, you felt because of my character, I will not do it. Now, God is not considering my character. God is considering his word. You know this thing is good and you refuse to do it. I will punish you for it. Now, the reason why I will not do this for my wife, this my wife, they talk too much. They talk too much. Now, to God, you know this good thing to do for my daughter. Even if she talk too much, leave her for me. She's a project in my hand. I'm still working on her. She's a clay in the potter's hand. She's my project, not your project. Everybody has weakness. The weakness is not my problem. I am working. When I'm done with her, then I know what to do. But you do this good thing you are to do. And you say, no way. She did talk too much. God said, well, you think that sinners are only outside. You are a sinner in your house. Not everybody will believe this thing. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, the good you know. <laughs> that you find reason not to do. It is a sin that is on your head. <laughs> oh God. The good you know. This thing is a problem on many people. Many people have that problem. Good you know inside church. Some will say, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. If I just came to church, he's so good. Something good he has. He's supposed, God just say, this thing is good. Do it. He said, but I am not the pastor. I am not this. 
I am not that. To him that knoweth to do good and do it not, to him or her, it is a sin. Number two, I'm talking about sins that some people commit in the church, in the presence of God, and they don't call it to be sin. And it's affecting them, affecting their prayers, affecting their blessings. The second one is disobeying simple instruction, standard, and principle of the church. I want to stay within the comfort of the church. Because these are the things that affect Christians inside church. These are the things that is stopping God from blessing some people. You are not a smoker, but inside church, you are full of disobedience. To you, you are not an idol worshiper, but inside church, you are full of disobedience. When God sees unbelievers obey what they serve and who they serve, and you, you are not, it becomes an issue. In case somebody will say, how come? Let's look at Leviticus chapter 26. We're going to, look from, we're going to read from verse 14 to 18, verse 23 and 24. Leviticus chapter 26. You are in the church. You are now a Christian. You are now born again. You have known God to you. But look at this aspect. Leviticus chapter 26 verse 14. Look at that Leviticus is 14 to 18. 14 to 18. Let's read together. I want to go. But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do all this commandment, that is instructions, principles, standard. He said what? And if ye shall despise my status, or if your soul abhor, ab, abhor my judgment, so that ye will not do all, all my commandment, but that ye break my covenant. He said what? What is this? Let me hear you read. God say what? Say, this is what I will do unto you. I will what? Even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning egg that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemy shall eat it. Is he talking to unbelievers? No, answer me. Is he talking to unbelievers? Verse 18, read on. And I will set my face against you, and ye shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursueth you. Can you see that? Verse 18, one to go. And if ye will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you how many times? Seven times more for your sin. He said, I said something. You disobey. I gave an instruction. You ignore it. There's a standard I set in my church. You ignore it. There's a principle of life. Principle I've laid down. You ignore it. 
I'm not the one who read it alone. You read it with me. Let's look at 23 and 24. You are in the choir. They said, this is the rules of the choir. You trample them. You are in the women. They said, this is the rules of this department. You don't care. You are in the Austrian unit. Any unit you are, the rules that you don't care. Okay, this is the root of the church. You don't care. Verse 23 and 24. Let's read 23. Loud and clear. Clear. One to go. And if ye will not be what? By me. By these things. But will walk contrary unto me. Verse 24. Then will I also walk contrary unto you. And will punish you yet seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Now what is that punishment? He said, I will allow some certain things that is not supposed to happen to you to begin to happen. A lot of Christians are struggling. A lot of Christians are under punishment. And it is not the devil. He said, you walk contrary to me. That is, if I say, go here. And you are going here. When you also say, Lord, come here. I will also go here. I pray for somebody. In the name of Jesus. Whatever areas of disobedient of your life that made God angry with you, let the blood of Jesus speak. As we partake in the communion today, let the blood of forgiveness be activated. Can I hear a better amen? Now, if you look at the punishment, it talk about you will sow your seed and nothing will come out. That is, you labor you will make investment. You do business. You no go work. You have connection that would have blessed you. He said, I won't allow it to bless you. He said, I will make sure that those who hate you, they rule. That is, those who don't like you, you are supposed to be above them. He said, but I'll make sure they are above you. He said, you will begin to have different kinds of sickness and affliction. He said, you will be running when nobody pursues you. That's some of the nightmare. I can't sleep in the night. Some Christians, it's not witches and wizards. He said, I will be pursuing you. You will be running and you will not know who is pursuing you. You will not even know what is pursuing you. Mercy speak. If, you, if God has brought, see, those who go to native doctor, they obey their rules. It's only Christian that don't obey anything in church. Only Christian. Those who are Buddhist, then you, who, who are you to break a rule? Those who go to Habanese, who are you to break a rule? Those who meet native doctor, who are you to break a rule? Those who join court, who are you to break a rule? But if, you, if it's in the church, you say, pull your shoe. Someone says, pull my shoe for what? If they say service is done, that it is any time you want. Even witchcraft, they say their meeting is 12. One second cannot be on top of 12. One second. Before that 12, they are there. The kind of lawlessness we promote in church and in our Christianity is the reason for tragedy. No rules, nothing. Standard in church is being trampled. 
Oh, if you are a leader, this is the way you dress in Leviticus, even in Exodus, in Numbers, in Deuteronomy. God told Moses the way priests should dress, the way his own children should dress. But in the house of God, in the church, even if they say, okay, you are, you, if, if you are accept to be a, a worshiper, if you are accept to be an usher, if you accept to be a leader, this is how you should dress. The highest is to, is to do hypocrisy. Coming to church, you dress like that. Outside, you are a prostitute. Every rules in church is being trampled. So for that, it becomes a heavy problem that a lot of people are battling with. Pray, pray this prayer for yourself. Oh God, every manipulation of the devil on my head inside church, in order for me not to tap into the blessing, the warehouse of my blessing, Lord, I break those manipulations. I break it. I break it. I break it. Say, I break it. 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 In Jesus' name. Let's look at First Samuel chapter 15. First Samuel chapter 15. Verse 22. First Samuel 15, 22. God hates when you don't obey rules. Can we read together? I want to go. And Samuel said, Had the Lord hmm, great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. 23. Please let me hear your voice. Read it loud and clear. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He had also rejected thee from being a king. As God saying, if you are rebellious, rebellious means somebody who is disobedient. He knows the right thing to do, but he refused to do it. He said that sin of rebelliousness is as what? As witchcraft. That is, <laughs> God have mercy. When you see a rebellious wife, God to you, she's not doing anything, she's not a bad person, but rebelliousness to God has made that wife a what? A witch. When a husband is rebellious to God, to God this man is a wizard. He says stubbornness. The sin of stubbornness is what? I do worshiping. So we have I do worshiper inside church. Stubbornness. No many of us are very stubborn. You can't talk to me like that. Who are you? For what? Eh? Anytime you talk to me anyhow. Some of us are very stubborn. Very stubborn to your pastor. Very stubborn to your leader. Very stubborn. Nobody can talk to you. Full of yourself. You are not humble. You cannot be corrected. They cannot rebook you. The rules you don't obey. If they say this is what should be done, you will not do it. And if they talk, you are the first person to react. Oh, by two, workers should gather. Oh, by two, members should gather. You are not there. If I shall dare ask you a question, you don't blow up. 
So there are idol worshippers inside church. Those who are stubborn are idol worshippers. Those who rebel are what? Are witchcraft. So if they are binding witch, you have to be careful. When they see every witch must die, it is only the mercy of God. If not, some people are in trouble. <laughs> uh, lift up your hand. Mercy speak for us. I say mercy speak for us. Somebody say I can never be a witch. You know, you see, that kind of witch is not flying outside. You are flying inside church. Because as you are not obeying, you are spoiling things. The work of witchcraft is spoiling things. As you are not obeying, you are spoiling things inside church. You are spoiling things. Now, if you do what is not right, the members want to copy after you because they felt, this is, if it's bad, this person is doing it. So you are causing problem. You are causing problem. Oh, they should, what can leader should not wash short skate. You are weird. So who, if you tell a member, say, ah, it's not by this person is wearing it. So you are causing problem. So many people are rebellious and very stubborn. Very stubborn. Oh, by two, two or two in the midnight, everybody should stand up and pray. And then say, how possible? How can he expect us to pray in the night? Eh? Are we my guards? <laughs> Are we security people? You must find reason why you not do it. Everybody must come for evangelism. We are going for evangelism. Say, I'm not evangelist. I'm not evangelist. I'm not a pastor. I should leave me alone. We are going to do three days dry fasting. Say, so, well, if they finish the dry fast before we go to church, God did we won't kill somebody. Don't make it Jesus. You will never obey. Pay tight. Say that one and my choice. Falaja, carry my tight, go give up family. Nobody will control me on top of my own tight. Now my money and me labor. For like I pay, for like I no pay. There's nothing anybody can do about it. How can this actually be paying tight? For what? So, if you like, you do. If you don't like, you never. Some of us Christians, it is the chapter of the Bible that favor you that you claim. Anyone that did not favor you, you know, this one is Old Testament. Old Testament. This one is judgmental commandment of Moses. But anyone that will favor you, I am the head, not the tail. Come and hear prayer. I am the head, not the tail. God will start laughing at you. See angels. You see this one? This one go the rakutakutak for one place for the next 30 years. I won't answer this one. That will not be your portion. Come and lift up your voice and say, Father, I receive grace to be obedient in your presence. Number three, sin. Many people commit in the church. Having a gift, a talent, a grace that will help grow the church but heed it. That is somebody have a grace that would have built the church, helped the church, but he heed it. Have a gift, he heed it. Have a talent, it's not using it for God. In Matthew chapter 25, verse number 24, all the way to 28, and verse 30 
It talks about the servant who hid his talent. And the master came and hollered in anger. Collect this talent from him and throw him to utter darkness where he will gnash his teeth forever. So when you are a Christian and you are gifted, you are talented, you are graced, you are anointed and you are not using it to build the house of God, the church where you are, it becomes a sin. That is why James said, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is a sin. Number four, having money, having a particular thing that church of God need but refuse to release it. There are people that God refuse to bless them because there are things that is needed, that is the church need it and they have it but they refuse to release it. And it becomes an issue. Now if you look at some example in the Bible Example number one, when Jesus needed a donkey, in Matthew 21, verse number one, all the way to verse nine, he needed a donkey. Then he told the disciples that should go between two, where two road meet. Say, go where two road meet. You will see a donkey die. He said, lose it. If any man asks, tell the person the master is in need of it. So when you are in the house of God and then there's something that the church needs and you have it. And you pretend as if you don't have it. To God you failed him. What about another example when Jesus Christ needed a sheep to use? In Luke chapter 5 verse number 1, 2 and 3 it's back on Peter say Peter give me your sheep. I want to use it. I want to use it. There are people that when God needed their house for home sale, they'll tell you, no, 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 no. My house for home sale, I don't want problem. But Jesus asked for the sheep Peter gave. And if you read it down, he was blessed abundantly. His toiling and struggle ended. What about another example when Jesus Christ was hungry and a fig tree could not provide him a fruit? In Matthew chapter 21 verse 18 all the way to verse 20. He needed fruit because he was hungry. And the fig tree could not give him the fruit. And Jesus cursed that tree. Say fig tree you can never have fruit again. The next day the fig tree dried up. That is if you are in church. Any church. And there is something that the church needs if it is in your power. It's not the church you are doing it for. It's for your God who saved you. It's for God who you say you gave him your all. When Christianity started, you see people just giving anything the church needs. But today, church is being tagged as a thief. Pastors are being tagged as a criminal because of what is happening in our generation. But the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. You have a land you can give to a church and to the church to, to start building on it. Or you have something you can give to the church and the church is in need. That is generational blessing you have secured. But having the power to do and you don't do, it becomes an issue between you and God. What about another example? When Jesus Christ wanted a place to keep the Passover, 
in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 to, to keep the Passover. That's before his burial. Before his crucifixion. He told the disciple, he said, go to Susu place. He gave a description prophetically. You meet a man there. When you get there and you meet that man, tell the man, I want to use his upper chamber for Passover. I want to take communion there. They will never know the man anywhere. And the man released it. So, if you want God to bless you, and you are in church, there are things that God is watching you. You're doing it is opening God's hand. Not doing it to God is his sin. Why should I bring you into this place to solve this problem? And you can solve it, and you refuse to solve it. It becomes an issue. Maybe you, 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 you met a man of God and you look at the shoe of the man of God. What? The shoe is crying for help. And God said, you have a shoe you can give him. They have been laughing at this man because of the shoe he's wearing. And you have other shoes you can give him. And you close your eyes to God. You have not done well. And you don't deserve to receive anything. So as a child of God, there are things that you don't consider to be anything insignificant. To you is nothing, but to God is something. Lift up your hand and say, Father, open my eyes. Anything I'm supposed to do and I don't know I'm supposed to do it. For the purpose of mercy, for the purpose of blessing, open my eyes to it. Say, oh Lord, the church you brought me, the church I found myself, anything I need to do so that you can bless me and my generation. Father, open my eyes to it. Let nobody push me. Let nobody encourage me. And let no devil manipulate me. Lord, help me. The woman of Shunammite never knew Elisha from anywhere. He just met him passing by. And Bible said, it dawned on her to build a house for the man. That was what ended her barrenness. Blessings don't just, not all blessings come through prayers. There are things you do that activate blessing. That is where a lot of people have problems with God. A lot of things. You are in the church. What you are not supposed to do in the church, you are doing you are in the church. What God expected you to do in the church, you know it, you saw it, you refuse to do it. God will be laying some things in your heart, to be telling you some things. And those things God is telling you is to just open you up to blessing. But instead, you are walking contrary. What God is saying you should do is different. God said, join the choir. You say, no, the choir uniform, can't. I, I, the choir uniform, too much. You went and joined Usher. That is walking contrary. God said, join the warriors. He said, they can't fast. Where did they do? God, I don't get that power. I don't get that power. So you left the warrior. He asked you to join. You went and joined the sanctuary cleaner. Make her the clean church. You are walking contrary. But you are a Christian. And you are born again. God said, all I want from you is to just do all shall. He said, Kai, the Kai will wear waste. They pay me. I don't go feed do them. And give yourself another walk. The one you give you, there will, there will be blessing. You can't get blessed there. One of my sons came to the came the other day. The wife met me. 
and the Lord began to make me understand something. So I said, tell your husband to pray. And then I give them prayer. I said, the prayer is number one. Where have I sinned against? Where have I missed it? That I found myself in this situation. Two of you should pray that prayer. Where have I missed it? Where have I offended you? Then two, what do you, what do you want me to do that I am not doing? And then they came back. And they said, he said, sir, I, there was one instruction you gave me long ago. Myself, I forgot it. He, re, he said, I received. He said, that thing brought it back in my mind. That there's something you told me long ago. That. And it was actually very, very complicated. The sister-in-law was to come to his house. And he met me. And I received. I said, no. Don't allow your sister-in-law sleep in your house when he comes. We let don't. I said, don't allow your sister in law slept in your house when she comes. So, but when she comes, she just have to. What will I say? How can I send my sister in law away? So we allow her to stay. You see, the law reminded me. I said, that was where my calamity started from. He said, that was from that moment. Everything crashed. And I said, okay, now the Lord have told you, God forgive you. I pray for I said, okay, what about what to do? He said, the Lord said, I should join the usher. I was doing usher before. So I left them. He said, I should return back. He returned. The week he returned back to that usher, that same week was the week he got a job. He has been looking for a job how many years? He couldn't find one. Just these two things brought job on his doorstep. This one is not a struggle out. They carried job come meet time for house. On Monday he started. Some of us, you are the you are the problem of your life. God, I've been you see, I've been praying, I've been fasting, been very disobedient. I've been praying, I've been fasting. What God told you to do, you don't do. Or maybe there's a particular life you are living and God say, stop this thing you are doing. Repent of this thing. But you hold it. See, it is my weak point. It's my weakness. May God have mercy on us. Can we rise to our feet? Want us to pray just two prayers. Number one, oh God, I am already a Christian. Is anything I am doing that you don't like? Father, show it to me before Sunday. Two, oh Lord, is there anything you want me to do and I am not doing? Father, show it to me before Sunday. I'm telling you that two prayer point, if you pray from your heart and God open your eyes, maybe there's a particular hypocrisy or something or disobedient that God don't want and is existing in you, he will show it to you. He talks to us. It's our some of us, where you are, you're not supposed to be there. Lift up your voice and pray that. Just that two prayers. Father, is there anything? Some of you have been a Christian for a long time. God has been blessing you. He has been keeping you. But there are more to it. There are things you want to do beyond what he's doing. God, you have limited God. You have reduced. 
the blessing of God. These things you call blessings are not blessing. There, there are more of blessing because of little, little things. Begin to pray, Father, anywhere I'm committing sin against you inside church, anywhere I'm committing the sin of rebelliousness, the sin of disobedience, the sin of pride, the sin of stubbornness, the sin of, 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 of resistance to your will. Father, forgive me. Lord, open my eyes between and Sunday. Open my eyes to where I'm having problem with you. Open my eyes, Lord. Show me mercy, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. May your eyes be open. May you hear the Lord clearly. May he show something to you. The communion is blessed. In Jesus' name. Can we share the communion? Almighty God, that is your name. You will never share your glory with anyone. You will never share your glory with anybody. Yeah. Almighty God. 